All right, guys. We welcome hey, for hey. the second time on Below the Belt show, and he's our special guest of our spring season finale, guys. Actor extraordinaire James Dumont. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. James, it's good to have you back on Below the Belt show. We appreciate you uh, coming on Below the Belt show. I mean, we had a great interview. It was actually just about a year ago. I think maybe just on the dot a year ago that we had you on to talk about everything, which included Stranger Things 2, Season 2, and Law and Order, True Crime, the Menendez Murders, and Jurassic World. And now looking at your IMDb, you got a huge movie called Wonderland coming out sometime this year. I certainly do. It's a good one. And I'm, and I'm also doing The Righteous Gemstones, which is not on there. So that's, we can talk about that, because that's where I'm in right now. I'm in Charleston working on uh, finishing up my last two episodes. So, the last three episodes. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, let's start with uh, Wonderland first. So, you uh, must have some really good chemistry or a good friendship with Mark Wahlberg, because you tend to work with him a lot. Back yeah? to back, yeah. This is, this is a third, this is a thrice. Time. It, it, Did Mark uh, refer it, you, James? I mean, is it one of those things? No, the thi- thing is, Peter Berg and I just have, like, we just have a shorthand, man. We have, like, a cool bromance going. Uh, <laughs> he's, just, he's just the kind of director that's, like, that's just, um, he directs like a corner man in boxing. You know what I mean? Like, he right. sees what he's done and goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him the jab. We're going there. You know, like, so, you know, there's, there's, man, just, Peter and I just we, just, we just click like brothers, man. And, you know, and then Pete and Mark have like a kind of a brothership, you know, in that regard too. You know, the two birds, you know. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm just the the, the the cousin. I think I'm. <laughs> but you know, like Mark knows I do good work, and uh, you know, in fact, when I was doing Patriots Day, I, you know, he and I have like a kind of a joking relationship because when I worked on Deepwater Horizon, I had like 12 weeks of work, and so. Yeah, I saw him pretty much every day, and, you know, we got to build up a nice rapport, and I went to school in Boston. And one thing led to another, and we, you know, we're kind of joking with each other like brothers, you know, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> you. and I was like, no, 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 you're going you're gonna to punch me, man, you're going to do something, you know. He goes, no, no, no. So when we got on the of Patriots Day, he walked over to me, and he's like, hey, man, let me talk to you. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to fall for that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got something to tell you. So they had done test screenings of Deepwater Horizon in my hometown of Chicago, and uh, Mark just pulled me aside, and he said, look, man, we just did test screens in Chicago, and he goes, I just want to tell you, man, your stuff in deep water is fantastic. Wow. And I was like, wow, dude. And he goes, well, that's, you know, that's why you're here, man. Pete and I talked, and, you know, we really wanted, we really wanted you to be in this, and I'm glad you're coming up here, and you get to be back in Boston. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And so, like, that's when I knew our relationship kind of solidified at that point. And then when... When Wonderland came up, uh, I'd, I'd gone into fly into L.A. to uh, see the premiere of Mile 22 because I had a friend of mine in that. Yes, uh, Sam that was a fun uh, movie, by the way. Was in there. Yeah, great, great project. Yes. And so I went up there to see Mile 22 premiere, and Pete you know, and I were talking and say hi to the carpet. And, but the after party, he just kind of looks at me and just kind of stares. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> what's up, Pete? And he goes, got something for you in the next one. Oh, like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, what's that? He goes, well, it's called Wonderland, and uh, it's Netflix, and Dude. we're up in Boston. And I was like, oh, well, I you know, went to school in Boston, and he goes, well, I got something for you. He goes, call me tomorrow. What? So the next day, yeah, the next day I call I, I call him in his cell phone, like, you know, the voicemail's not set up, and I'm like, oh, 
hand. I got the wrong number. The Pete came to the <laughs> You thought he gave you the wrong number. My, you know, then I'm like, oh, no, I'm calling my agents. You know, I'm like, I'm like, so the deal is Wonderland is, is a, is a so kind of a remake of the of the books, the, all the Robert Parker books about, about um, Spencer. There was, a, there, was a, there was a TV show called Spencer for Hire way back okay. in the day. Okay, I remember that. With it. Robert Urich, which is a... A Boston cop gets framed for murder, goes goes to jail. Then when he gets out, he becomes a, a private detective in order to solve how he got framed. And so they're revamping the series uh, through these three movies uh, with Netflix, and Mark Wahlberg is playing uh, playing that character. And uh, and then Hawk, who is his sidekick, is Winston Duke. And uh, and then we got Bokeem Woodbine in the movie, and myself. Yes, and here's the cool part: part is Post Malone in his first feature film. Can you oh, believe cool. Post Malone is yeah, a part Post of this project? Malone That's cool. Plays a, uh, a criminal stuff, and I can see that. Yeah, that with his sense. face tattoos. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So we shot up in Boston for. I was up there for about three months. Uh, the coldest part wow. of the time in Boston. Uh, it was wicked cold up there. Wicked Boston. cold up there. But I have this incredible character that's incredible. <laughs> Unlike other projects where I have to explain who I am in the movie, there's no way in hell you're not going to know who I am in this film. And, oh, uh, good. So at <laughs> this point, we're doing one, and if it works out, we'll do a couple of more. Dude, um, you have awesome. at least three but, movies. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. So yeah. you definitely have three films, provided your character doesn't die. Yeah. Well, well one, draft, one, draft, one draft sent to me, I did get killed. I got my head chopped off, and what? I immediately picked up the phone to Pete, and I was like, dude, you're killing me here. I got no lines, but my head chopped off. <laughs> like, see what terrible. And then a couple of rewrites, rewrites later, everything went back in. I'm good to go. So, okay. <laughs> but I have really some really great scenes with Marl. I have some uh, couple scenes. Uh, one scene with Winston Duke. Um, nice. Wakanda nice. forever. Lots of fun action stuff, man. More action stuff than I've ever got to do. So That's awesome. Good to see some action, man. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. You know, Another Mark, Mark, made, Mark th- made a joke with me in one of our scenes. He's like, man, we're going to turn you into an action star. I was like, okay. All right, that's cool. Fine with me. What I love is there's there's actually two great comedian actors that are part of this project, Mark Marin and Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah. Um, Eliza's actually been on the show several times. Um, I think oh, it's I cool because it's an that. action drama, but you have two comedians known for the well, – Oh, let's go, let's go a little bit further. Alan Arkin, Hello. Alan Arkin, yes. Wow. So let's talk about like hardcore comedian, like well known for some very very funny movies. So Arkin's in there. Mark Marin is fantastic, and Eliza, she's Eliza's just you know she kills it. She's got all these, she comes in to rip up. She is scenes. great. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I mean, like we you know so there is a little tongue in cheek you know action kind of comedy humor in here. Oh good. Um, but you know it, it's just good stuff, man. You know, um, really, and I'm just glad to be part of it. You know. Yeah. Do we know anything about our release date yet? Uh, there was talk around the fall, yes. sometime October or so. I yes. haven't done. I ran into Pete. Uh, he came in. He represents a boxer. He manages a boxer uh, that's originally from Louisiana, and we were we went to a boxing match together. And uh, he said something about doing ADR work. So I guess that's. I would be if I'm doing AD work uh, somewhere around now. It's three, three or two three months before it kind of comes out. So. Awesome. My guess is the fall. There's a lot of talk about the Irishman coming out on a theatrical release and then just in time for it to thing. So I think there was talk about pushing us just before Irishman. 
Um, and there may wow. be a small theatrical release for this one. I'm just not 100% okay. sure. Cool. Yeah, so this you falls know? under the same um, vein as Roma and Extremely Wicked, uh, these feature films Correct. on Netflix. What are, your, what are your thoughts on what Steven Spielberg said a while back that movies that have that do not have a theatrical run and go immediately to these online platforms um, should not be considered for any awards uh, as far as Oscars are concerned? Well, you know, I've worked with Spielberg twice. I'd like to work a third time. <laughs> so I might, I might exercise my fifth remembered privilege here and just keep my damn mouth shut. Um, yeah, I think we're in a different world. We're in an interesting time where I don't think it's That's fair... That's a great answer, by the way. That's smart. <laughs> I don't think it's fair for films that have to invest in the publicity and advertising in order to do a theatrical release. Um, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of torn on this. Like, I just feel like... I, I don't think it... I, to me, it doesn't... I don't think it matters what the platform ultimately is. Okay. That's what I think is... I think that's the game changer that I think... Um, I think a company like Netflix has a huge advantage. For example, we were one of 10 $50 million films. Wow. Now, Marvel does $150 million, maybe a couple $200 million. Wow, a couple so of a quarter of the budget. Wow. But not, not 10, not, no one's doing 10, no studio is doing 10 $50 million movies. That's just not, you know. But Netflix, because their goal is, is overseas and international right. subscribers, right? Of which there are, you know, I think there are 140 million right now, which is huge. They've had a 70 percent increase in viewership, and so to me, I understand on the one end in terms of a, a, a classic uh, filmmakers, um, you know, and also studios having to back those films. The cost. Perfect example was I did the movie The Butler. Yes. And there was a decision. Oh, the Butler! Made what a great film. The producers of the Butler. Yeah. And they, they were going to try. They were going to try to go for like a, an Oscar run, you know, for Oprah and for Forrest. And I think the work actually really warranted it. But um, you know, that movie made a lot of money, and so a decision was made by most of the investors, the producers. Do we spend additional money to do a real publicity and advertising, re-release it theatrically? Do we spend all the money that we just made? in order to chase that golden statue, even a nomination. And the investors said, no, it's not worth us chasing that wow. because we've already made all of our money. We're now going to go into uh, another, you know, sending out the plat. Now it's going to be on cable and, and Netflix and other things. So it's like we would lose money on what, you know, here we, we everybody killed themselves in order to invest in this movie because it was independently financed. No studio wanted it, even with all the names on it. Um, and so, you know, uh, the decision was to not do it. So I understand on one end of filmmaker or studio having to spend additional monies in order to have to, to launch a Oscar campaign. Right. But I just feel like I don't think it matters what the format was or what the intent what the format was. Okay. And you, you know, know, movies I are being made. So, so if it's, whether it's being made for a theater audience, which I think is, is, is becoming an archaic idea because the degree, now, yeah. you know, Soderbergh, I talked to Soderbergh and his idea was you go to the movie, if you want to go to the movie you can buy the DVD right there if you want to kill piracy. Wow, you yeah. The DVD and the movie at the same time you buy it in the lobby. 
<laughs> you download it. Yep. At the same time, it eliminates all of the piracy because, you know, there's, there's no lag between theatrical release and, and DVD. Because you want to, you, want to, you know, save billions of dollars, here you go. And, and I, it, I like that idea. And it's a normal so evolution. You, you, know, you love the movie and you can walk away with it. I mean... It's it's a normal evolution to the way the way people are watching movies and television Correct. shows as well. Correct. Um, so I certainly agree. And of course, you do want to work with Spielberg a third time. And I'm hopefully yeah, so I both like that. Remind us of the I projects. Agree. I agree that some films deserve to and should be in the movie theater and judge accordingly. But they're still going to have to do the same amount of legwork and cost to, to to run a campaign. And, and Netflix did this. That's what did it. They ran the campaign and they won. Can you remind us of the Spielberg films you worked on? I worked on Catch Me If You Can. Nice. And then I worked on um, on um, uh, Catch Me If You Can and then a War of the Worlds. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, War of the Worlds, man. That's a good Tom one. Cruise War of the Worlds. Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. That's awesome. You know? Nice. That's cool. Yeah, but no, um, another. Well, 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 something father, whatever it is. I also see another. I'm looking after Dakota Fanning. Like Dakota Fanning gets separated from Tom, going after his son. Ah, uh, so yes. I think she's being abandoned by a tree, and I grab her because of the, the you know, sky's on fire, and I run down the hill and. Oh, well, that's you. That's James the Woods. Oh snap! And then snap, Tom comes down. He's like, "That's my daughter." I'm like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> that's totally go. rad. I didn't. Think and then I guess you. one of the movies, like one of the one of the movies, <laughs> making fun of him, where Michael Jackson was like trying to get a, you know, grab a kid. So one of like one of the uh, Wayne's brothers kind of like you know I think one of the screen movies made a joke of that scene where it was like you know Michael Jackson trying to get a kid. It was pretty funny. We got to talk and about that's it. the end of that story. That's cool, man. <laughs> that is a good. That was really cool. I love that story. You're such a great storyteller, James. By the way, I got some good ones. You're such I a great storyteller. I'll believe you, you writing got some and good directing ones. more. Yeah, I have. I know. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So I had a question about a film. I have a question about a film that's on your IMDb called Roe vs. Wade, with such oh, legends yeah. as John yeah. Voight, Stephen Gutenberg, uh, Go- Corbin Burns, and William Forsythe. And I'm assuming this film did not shoot in Atlanta because maybe it wouldn't have been able to shoot in Atlanta due to the recent right. abortion um, well, um, or ra- bill or, ra- or rather, it was sponsored by people from Atlanta. Right, yeah, this right. Is, this is a, uh, I made a very interesting decision uh, about this movie. Um, it is a pro-life movie. No, oh, dead silence. There you go. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you were going to finish. We, oh, we no. didn't think that you were done. We were like... That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> oh, no. So it's a pro-life movie. When, and we know that jo- John Boyd is, is... He's known to be oh, yeah. the uh, Hollywood conservative. So so would you yeah. say this paints um, the Roe v. Wade in a conservative light? Is this a conservative film? Yeah, 100% absolutely, yes. Interesting. Okay. Wow. So there's always a Roe v. Wade, and when Roe v. Wade got overturned, this is not about the overturn. This is about the initial Roe v. Wade. This is correct. This is how this is how Roe v. Wade came about. Really? But you oh. know, this, this is something many, many people dropped out of this movie. Many people didn't want to have anything to do with it. Really? Wow. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this one's going to be, this, of all the films, on, this one's going to be talked about either... Either it's going to be the worst thing ever, I thought, 
<laughs> or or it becomes you know uh, it, you know it, you know uh, God's dead too. You know what I mean? Or God, you know, God's dead. Is the it movie be, coming it, out it be, at a bad time yeah. with the whole controversy with Alabama well, passing a law and Atlanta passing that law? Depends on what your point of view is. Right. As a woman, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> What's this? Nothing. As, you said as a woman. Yeah. This is look. Here's the thing. This, this is my feeling on this. I I'm 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 pro-choice. Would I actually I'm come out say I'm pro-choice straight out? Thank you. My, no, this is very simple. Men should not make, be making any decisions about a woman's body. Period. End of story. I don't care what I don't care what science says. I don't care what religious backgrounds are. Men should not be making decisions about women's bodies. Period. End of story. I have a daughter. That's just the way it is. That, that's how I feel. Okay. If, if I may now, say yeah, what I like about you is that a lot of celebrities and politicians today are afraid to draw a line and state what they're for and what they're not for because they feel like it blocks off a certain target of an audience or people that may or may not like them. And what I respect about you most is you just drew your line in the sand, whether it be... Well, some people think pro-choice is a neutral term, but nowadays any term that you agree with, you are dividing yourself. And I think that it takes a lot of... Uh, audacity and 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 bravery and a lot of courage to actually claim what you are regardless of those three pro-life i hate that term we'll get into that later tonight but pro-life pro-choice or pro you know pro pro pro-abortion like whichever you want to go with that it's i think the fact that you just as a a star made your view i'm not i'm not a star and i have a friend who was going to do this role and bowed out of this role and I said to him, I said, dude, why? He goes, well, I just feel it would really hurt my career. There are a lot of people in Hollywood. This movie is a pro, pro, pro-life pro movie sponsored by the Christian, Christian right. They are trying to push a point of view. They are trying to push the envelope to revisit Roe v. Wade so perhaps it could be overturned. They have, they, have a, they have an agenda that they're doing this. They're making this movie in a means to bring up the issue to try to force to try to force it. Now, these wow. things that are happening in Alabama and other states right. are to force the revisiting of Roe v. Wade, 100%. So there are a group of faction of people who are trying to reopen up this idea. Now, why would I, me, actor, make a decision to be in a movie that is clearly of a point of view that is that is opposite of mine? Well, here's the reason. Why. Good. Love because we're we're in a time now where people are are unfriending each other. And family members are not talking to each other because they don't agree with each other. Mm. I think that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) I should be able to create art with people that I disagree with, with their point of view with. How else am I going to have a real conversation and really be part of change if I just say no and block them out and don't? And don't have a conversation. Wow. And and if I'm in an art form of which I can't create with people work that I totally disagree with. Now I'm not saying I'm going to go out and make Auschwitz the musical. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make the, I'm not gonna make the white the, know, the, neo, the neo-Nazi party. Oh, sorry, that was, it's always too soon. That was dark humor. No. <laughs> I mean, they've always you know said if you ever want to get an Oscar, you do a movie about the Holocaust. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to go around pitching my white Aryan nation, you know, comedy pilot. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I'm going to, yeah. you know, that's what I'm looking for, you know, <laughs> for white power. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to try to sell it to BET. 
Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to do wow. dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Exactly. But my point is, is that if I can't, if, if we can't, if we can't have conversations, or if we can't create and work on projects with, with people with opposing viewpoints, then we really, really have a much more serious problem in this country than I ever imagined. And I'm, you know, there are people who are going to give me shit about being in this movie. I can tell you that 100%. Yeah. It's a real dice, definitely. I did my definitely. homework on this guy, and, and, and the movie's called Roe v. Wade, and I'm getting a chance, an opportunity to step in the foot of, of Wade, of Henry Wade, and I did my homework on this guy. He was a Democrat. He was a Southern Democrat. And, and he got into a, he got involved in something that's far bigger than him. He was in over his head. And so I feel like, you know, I, honestly, I auditioned for the judges, and there were a few of the judges that I really wanted to go after because they were the ones that were, that were, that were gearing, you know, that fought to, you know, uphold Roe v. Wade. You know what I mean? I wanted to, be, I wanted to play a character that was, in, it was, was an exact mindset of my own. Well, that's right. easy. That's well, easy to do. Let me, let me, you know what I mean? Work is work. Here's, here's, but I felt like the, the hardest thing, and my friend was really feeling like, I don't want to be part of it. I think this would be a negative thing on my career. And he goes, well, James, you're farther along that it kind of won't matter. It won't hurt your career to be in this movie. Well, I don't know. Hey, James. But I'm telling you, this movie is going to be talked about, and it can be talked about to being like the worst thing ever. But you know? when it comes to your career, here's the term you should know all too well. There is no such thing as bad publicity, and controversy these days is good for your career because everyone else in the world is afraid to draw a line. They're afraid to tell what their side is, and they're afraid right. of controversy. They're afraid to talk about things. And whether it's bad or, or good right now, the laws right. that have been passed have made everybody talk, and that is a good thing. That's what I want people to do is to yep. talk. Because from talking will lead to action. But this blocking of and this cutting out and, this, and uh, social media you know, is all about some people comparing themselves. In fact, it is a um, it's a psychological hazard. It's a psychological unhealthy action. Human beings correct. and social media. It was. It's not a. It's one of the things that in, when it comes to civilization, it's not a natural thing. We compare ourselves to everybody, and therefore, in that intention, we have to fight to be right. Because it's Correct. all about being better than someone else or one-upping someone Correct. else. Mm -hmm. And social media just gives an outlet to hide behind a screen in, an, uh, in, oh, yeah. in being I mean, anonymous. Instagram life. Really, that's your life? No fucking way that's your life. Right? Like, with that. So but everyone you know, is going to argue, and like, no one... See, I, I was raised as, I, I instead of doing normal extracurricular activities, I was in mock trials and debate. And I was raised that you come with the intention to learn and to understand and to trade in the intention to better yourself and maybe change your point of view. And whomever can actually debate that in a healthy structured manner they are the winners not the people that insult each other not the people Great. that have to I'm, be right I'm, we're on the same page but but you're right no one does that anymore because no. it's all about Fear. young social okay media. so so let me jump <laughs> in here and the intention is to divide us here's no, the no, thing no. i'm 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 about to jump if in we're here we're not doing things together we can't find a way in which to communicate and have conversations with seven billion people in the world we're just going to continue arguing and tearing people apart lying you have a question and that's the point that's what but that's what the power structure wants the power structure wants that to be have it have not so, that, that's totally in the intention there's there's this there's this movie called um the house i live in it's a documentary i highly highly recommend this documentary and it's about the fallacy that is the drug war. 
And in the middle of this movie is this kind of Amish guy. Like he has this long beard. He's a Lincoln historian. And he starts to look at the, the patterns of, of the criminalization of drugs in our country and how, what it was created for was so that there's an underclass in society, no matter what the color is. There's an underclass in society that's expendable, that we put in jail and we create laws in which to keep them subjugated. We create minimum wage jobs. We, we take away their insurance. The whole point is that it's, it goes back to George Carlin's beautiful speech, if you ever watch it on YouTube, about the Great Big Club. Hmm. And we're not in the Great Big Club. The Great Big Club is this, this group of people that own, the, own this country. The media, these people that own this country. And it's like, the minute you don't, that you don't realize this or have a conversation or really be able to debate your point of view, you'll, you're, you're never going to figure it out. You're always going to be subjugated in one way or another. Right. And so for me, I took, I think, of fail, I, I didn't feel like a risk to me because they were shooting in Louisiana, you know what I mean? And I'm right. there, and I just happened to be available that week. Wait a minute, they're going to pay me this amount of money and be here for a week and, and I get to create this character of Henry Wade from Roe v. Wade? Oh, my God. Plus what a get great some, opportunity for me to do Plus this, get some good know? gumbo. Yep. Yeah, I get to stay home and sleep in my own bed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And make a movie that I probably don't agree with. Oh, that's right. It but, is your hometown, right? It's going to force a conversation and people may show up and ban the movie and make sure it never gets distributed. And okay, so be it. It's well within your rights to do it. And it's also well within their rights to create it. Awesome. And, you know, it kind of feels good a little bit, like a little bit of that, uh, you know, the tidings from these churches <laughs> that, to push their point of view, to, to further my ability to be able to have a conversation and communicate with them. Awesome. So there's that. You know, awesome. I, I mean, I, know, I knew what I was doing when I got into it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how controversial. Now, the irony of all this is, they owe they owe tens of thousands of dollars to actors and crews. They haven't paid everybody, oh. but you know, but they got their they got their, just you know they got their trailer together to show it at the the Right to Life convention. But they still haven't. Paid see, they didn't have that Spielberg money. <laughs> yeah, they haven't paid the people to make the movie. So here here's the irony. You know, they they want to push their point of view, but they don't want to they don't want to fairly pay the actors that are in this movie or the crew. It's uh wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I think we're gonna switch so I don't gears. Want to spend too much time on that. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. switch yeah. gears because I, you know I mean? think Lion has a great question for James. Or, or was, was it Nick? It was yeah. So changing gears here, I was perusing through some of the pictures in your IMDb, in your IMDb, and I came across a picture, or a couple of pictures with you and Oprah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I feel like anybody who gets a selfie with Oprah these days, it's like. Getting to meet Frank Sinatra and shaking his hands in the 60s, right? Yep. <laughs> I agree. That's a great character. I agree. Does she smell like citrus? Is she just like the most wonderful person in the whole world? <laughs> she, is, she, is, she is the light in the room that said the ways about it. And, I, and that was my birthday. That yeah. was my birthday in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. And, and, and the irony was uh, I was invited to the Butler premiere in New York. Okay. And then my publicist was able to hook up with one in L.A., but there wasn't enough tickets for me to get into the to get into the after party. Ah. But ah. I followed a group of people that were in the movie, and we went up some back elevator. And next thing you know, my wife and I are being escorted <laughs> upstairs. I've done that trick before we're too. Into this back little area that's away from everybody else. Nice. And and my my cousin's <laughs> husband is a photographer for Getty Wire that. Image. And and my my I, I see Oprah out of the corner. I'm like, honey, come here. I grab my wife. I'm like, honey, come here. I'm like, Alberto. That's and I grabbed the photographer, 
we swoop around Oprah, and I said, hi, Oprah, this is my wife, Wendell, I'm in the movie, but can we get a photograph real fast? And before security and her bodyguards can get in there, it's my wife and I. It's my wife and I with Oprah, and uh, that was our Christmas card that year. That's perfect. <laughs> that's one of the. Yeah, that's huge. that is a good fucking story. That's huge, man. and I've done that. And it was my birthday, and I was like, okay. That is a great birthday. Mom. That you can't that beat the that best birthday. birthday ever. And my wife just has this. Her smile is like her teeth are just like you know it's the biggest smile I've seen. And I said, we said, you know, we said Merry Christmas from. From Oprah and the Dumont. <laughs> I so love it. It's a it's a screening of a movie that you're in on your birthday, and you meet Oprah. Yeah. That is a yeah, good day. And I wasn't even invited to the after party. And you weren't <laughs> even invited <laughs> in the after. I get the back elevator. I crashed my own party. That's awesome. I've actually because done that same that's trick, like James. I've done that same trick too. I love it. Either going with a group or using the elevator in the rear. I love <laughs> it. Uh, it's my new, it's my new way in. You know? <laughs> I love it. Or just saying you're pressed for an event you're not pressed for, and that works actually yep. sometimes. Uh, if you're if you're a cute girl, I guess. I'm oh. not saying I'm cute, but I've been yeah, told I am, It hasn't so. worked for me yet. It hasn't worked for me yet. It, it doesn't work for a back of a, a bald character actor. I can yeah. You gotta <laughs> own it. Fake it until you make it. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm a big that's right. And I usually smile and laugh and have a conversation just as they're checking people in. There you go. <laughs> and, then, and he goes, oh, yeah, he's in the movie. Oh, yeah, I'm good. There you go. Speaking of hot women, you worked with Katrina Bowden, who is absolutely stunning, in a movie called The Divorce Party. How did you like that experience? Yeah. Oh, that is, you know, if you guys are looking, honestly, I, I, my friends wrote this, and uh, I found out uh, by, by happenstance that they were writing this, and I reached out to my buddy, I said, dude, I was like, you're doing a movie, you're not included? He goes, oh, no, no, we wrote this whole for you, but we didn't know if you'd be available because it's, you know, shooting in Georgia. And I was like, well, I live in Louisiana now. And they're like, right. So it was like, ding, ding, ding. And uh, I put on tape. I was up in New York working on a gig, and I taped it and sent it in. And they, they slipped, and they're like, oh, no, we'd love to be in this movie. And then I go to the, you know, we shoot the thing, and I go to watch the movie in L.A., and it's fantastic, man. It's this very... Smart. It's like the old school, an old school romantic comedy. Like you know, like you hadn't seen in a while. Like you know, um, I'm trying to think of a good one. Uh, I don't think Pretty Woman's really good romance. Well, there's some now, great rom coms, but you think this one was overlooked? Yeah, but, this but one was overlooked. Not, but they're usually like kind of dumbed down, and it's like real sappy, and it's more mm-hmm. like a lifetime. But this one is very funny and intelligent, and it's it's just well done. The cast is great. The director is a wonderful young director out of New York, and we just. It turned out to be, you know, far greater than I thought. And uh, we have wonderful actors from Australia's lead. And it just was, you know, what a, what a surprisingly fun thing, you know, uh, every awesome. once in a while. And then what I was doing, I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm in this movie, man. These guys made a really great, good little rom-com that I go, you know, this, any, I could recommend this to anybody, you know. It's available on Amazon Prime now. I just, yeah, I think I'm going to check it out. It's called Especially- Horse Party, and it's just fantastic. It sounds fun. So I got to ask you, Stranger Things season three is dropping in July. A lot of us here in studio are big Stranger Things fan. You had a great role as the middle-aged man, um, really creepy, cool role that you had, and, and which you talked about last time you were on the show. Yeah. Um, will the middle-aged man return in season three, or are you allowed to say? God, I you know, so. I'd, lo- I'd love to play the game of teasing you as if I have a potentially that I'm in season three, but I can't play that game. Uh, um, okay. I have more cool things going on than playing that game. But yeah, I, 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 so the answer is unequivocally no. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But you had if such I a were, pivotal if I scene. Were, I would 
like, I can't really say, I don't know, I can't really speak right. on that, blah, blah, blah. I can't play the game. I don't need to. If I, was, if I wasn't if that more, if I wasn't on Danny McBride's new television series, I probably would tease you with that. But I'm on Danny McBride's new television series. So yes. okay. I That'll don't do. need to tease you with that thing that I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, both my son, Kelton, my son Kelton's 15, and I are both on The Righteous Gemstones, which is, if you watch the Game of Thrones finale... We love Game of Thrones. We were just talking we, about the, it. The Righteous Gemstones uh, trailer played during the Game of Thrones finale. Yes! So it's Danny McBride, it's Adam Devine, it's John Goodman. Great cast. It's Patterson. It is, uh, it is our, you know, and, uh, and Walter Goggins. Yes, Walter and Goggins is awesome. It is a funny, hilarious comedy about a televangelist family called the Gemstones. And my son plays Pontius, Pontius Gemstone. Oh, cool. Oh, and cool. I play uh, Danny, Danny McBride's right-hand man, Chad. Yeah. Nice. And we're having a, like, a phenomenal time. We're shooting up and this down. This is so cool. April, and we're going to finish up in the middle of June. And uh, both my son and I are doing... Seven out of the nine episodes for the season. You're doing Hell seven yeah. out of the nine. Have a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. So is this considered series regular or recurring? You know the the way they kind of do it is the, the recurring guest stars on here for the nice. first season. You know, um, hopefully we'll get pumped up. But dude, you know, when you're doing that many episodes, does it really kind of matter? I mean, the dollar matters, but for me it doesn't. <laughs> I just I've been a Danny McBride fan since Each Bound and Down. I love Each Bound and uh, Down. Yes. I've been yes. to be on the show forever, and then Vice Principals I thought was fantastic. And auditioned a couple of times, and then uh, this came up, and I just um, I got cast first, and then my son, we put my son uh, on tape for to be his son, and then we get a phone call from the caster, go wait a minute, is is Kelvin Dumont James Dumont's son? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, Danny wants to meet him because like that would be great if they're both in the show. And how cool! We flew down to Charleston, we met with Danny, and my son, and you know him. Totally hit it off because you know we wanted to make sure that he can improv and do stuff and and now wow. we're just we're here man we're just uh, we've been going back and forth between here and New Orleans. Is April. this your son's biggest role to date? I think uh, yeah for sure because he did he only did like two or three episodes of Astronaut Wives and then he did Logan the Marvel film Logan but he has oh, a part in that as the oh it's one of the mutants. Boy. Yeah, you know, one of the yeah, one of the kids, one of the, the mutant kids. That's oh, cool. nice. And, and, uh, Very cool. So he's done some cool things, but this is probably the bigger thing. And my my imagine, I imagine the show will go at least you know two three seasons, if not more. So you know, we're hopefully we'll be in more episodes next season. But for now, it's been really really good. That's awesome. Know? And it's funny. The trailer is funny, but it's even funnier than that. I mean, it's Adam Devine is just brilliant, and Danny's like. You know, and he's hysterical. David Gordon Green's directing and Joe yeah. Snow, who's in it. And I and think directing, I Danny's mean, shows always have to be on HBO. They have to be. Yeah. They cannot be on any other network no. because of just his style of his comedy, comedy and yeah. his, his, his you know little raunchiness yeah. from time to time. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's thing. Stuff. I, I mean, love it. The stuff that we just shot yesterday, I've never seen on any show that I've ever been on. and It, it had un, unending, unlimited humor potential like it just could go i love it, it. Could go so wrong so wow so incredibly funny when does the and series the premiere by the way my son and i were talking about this it's like we do these shots where they set the master shot up and then we go you know and it's all good and it's unscripted and then we do one improv and then we kind of do the medium and 
do that scripted kind of thing. And then when we go in close, then it goes full loose. And the whole awesome. point is, can you can you stay in character based on what the other person says to you? <laughs> and that's got to be some like, of the best takes, too. Yes. To try to keep a straight face with Danny McBride <laughs> and John Goodman and Adam Devine. And, you know, so funny. Just like, oh, my God, it's the hardest thing in the world. That's amazing. I you know, and we got these brilliant people in here that are just so that's awesome. funny. Congratulations! <laughs> that's an. I, yeah, when and does the, the fun part is then when it goes back on them, then you then you do the same thing to them. It's just like this. It's a fun like game. Kids playing this game of like who can crack each other up more. Oh and I'm gosh! Like, Dude, how can you not? Uh, that's like who's not going to watch that? And we've seen know? those outtakes in Eastbound and Down. I can only imagine. Oh yeah. For your show, it's going to be just as epic. Oh yeah, no, we got we got some stuff that I I don't think it's gonna make the cut. Awesome. Way well, out there, but when is the season uh, premiere? Yeah. Uh, in, in August, so it's right around the corner. Nice. Oh, that's so, so awesome. Yeah, pilot. We're doing a reshoot in June of a little bit of the pilot, um, but it airs in August. Yes. And, uh, first season is nine episodes, so we that's got the awesome. pilot plus eight. Awesome. Fantastic. I mean, it's just. I mean, he's really. The way he set this family up is 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 a it's just brilliant, you know. And Goodman is like this Jimmy Swagger, you know, Billy Graham kind of like iconic, you know, yes. televangelist. And you know, and and Adam Devine, man, I don't, I mean, I don't think there's anything he can't do. Another great young actor right there. Yeah, yeah. and Danny's just he writes and he directs and he's in it and he's just and he's the nicest. I mean, the nicest person. I mean, my son and I are just kind of like. He keeps coming up to us and goes, man, I can't believe I got two, two months on my show. And I was like, dude, we, you got tons of friends who can be on the it. show, and we really appreciate <laughs> to be in your play. Awesome. We'll play games with you, man. We're here. You know? <laughs> so it's just uh, kind of turned into the coolest thing. So, yeah, I'd awesome. love to tell you the story that said I'm in season three of Stranger Things, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but the Righteous Gemstones. We'll talk, we'll talk about what's real. Right, Righteous Gemstones still is amazing. And James Dumont, we thank you so much. For calling into Below the Belt show for a second time. You're our marquee guest for our season uh, finale as we take a little bit of a summer break. Wow. Why and yes, we're happy to have you on. To, I mean, this is a good summer show. It's a good uh, way to promote it. So if you could let us know who you are, James. Throw out a I plug for the Righteous Gemstones and we'll for Wonderland. Gemstones in, in August. On, and, and what? Uh, on okay, HBO. hold on, hold on. And Wonderland should be October. Let's so, start. Right. Let's start over. Okay. And yes. go. I'm James Dumont, and you can watch for me as Chad in The Righteous Gemstones, Danny McBride's new series on HBO in August, and in Wonderland on Netflix coming in the fall. Yes! Oh. Oh, did you say Below the Belt Show? I did not. Okay, let's do it one more time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Third time, man. You got Third time's charm. I'm usually pretty good about this. It's okay. You're here with a... The... with this, so... Arguably pretty lady, so you, you got this. Say it like you mean it. All right. Hey, this is James Jones. I'm sorry. This is James Dumont, and you are listening to Below the Belt. And you can see me as Chad in The Righteous Gemstones and on HBO this August, and in Wonderland with Mark Wahlberg and Post Malone and Winston Duke on Netflix in the fall. You're listening to Below the Belt. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. He had the tone. That hey, was my perfect. My radio show is called Above the Belt Line. 
<laughs> Competition. James, you're awesome. So gl- congratulations on all your success. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. And thanks for letting me plug stuff out there. Really, of really course. We can't so wait for that much. show. Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. You're no, the dude, most compelling guest we've had yet. <laughs> yep. Thank, thank you, James. Will be Wade, not so much. <laughs> All right, good night. Have a good one, brother. Good talking to you. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.